Hi, this is Randall Dobbins with business partner Blueprint, the world's number one small business accelerator delivering corporate supply chain education and training to women business owners, minority business owners, and small business owners around the world looking to build legacy businesses that give back. And I'm welcoming you back to another episode of the Blueprint Pros Podcast, where we discuss how to land big corporate clients. And today, I'm so wonderful I can't stand myself. We're going to take a slight detour from our um, 10 core business process series that uh, we've been doing for the, for the last few uh, episodes. So you definitely want to go back and listen to the ones if you haven't heard them yet. And uh, you want to stay tuned for the remainder. But we thought it was important to bring in a special guest today. She uh, made time in her schedule to visit with us. She's coming to us from Australia. <laughs> and uh, welcome, Miss Janet Beckers. How are you? I am terrific. I'm very excited to be here, Randall. Really excited. I'm glad you can make it. So for um, uh, our audience, audience's benefit, Janet and I go back about uh, two years. We were in a coaching program. We both subscribed to the theory that um, you get better when you learn from the best, because if you only listen to that sound in your head, it may not tell you what you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> so every successful business owner should go out and get them a great coach. And we actually were working with a great coach. We met and we just hit it right off, right off the bat. Um, mm. From my benefit, uh, from my perspective, I was new to the tribe and Janet saw me there and she says, well, what do you do? Tell me a little bit more about you. Wow, that sounds fascinating. What can I do to help? She made me feel so at home made me feel so welcome. And uh, we, we've just hit it off. We've been kindred spirits from that point forward. And of course, she's wicked smart and really good at what she does as well. So <laughs> that, that was helpful as well. But for everyone's benefit, Janet has a, um, a company called, uh, uh, or a business rather, called Romance Your Tribe. And I was looking at her website and I loved what she said from the beginning where she says, she helps business owners create a tribe of loyal fans online who love their brands so they can work less, attract awesome customers from around the world and make a greater impact with their own online programs. And um, you might be asking yourself, well, Randall, you, you, you do this corporate stuff. What, 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 what are you talking about? Most of us have offline businesses. Um, you know, we'll, we'll build websites and whatnot if our customers demand it. But, but why are you talking to us about offline businesses? And like, well, we're going to get into that in a little bit more. And Janet's going to talk about why that's important. But Janet, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself. How, how did you uh, tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into business, how you came about uh, developing romance in your tribe? Yeah, sure. Well, it's kind of, you know, like anybody that goes into business, when you say, when did it start? Like, isn't that hard to say? Because a lot of times if, if you've got that entrepreneurial spirit, like there's all the way along, there's been different detours that you may have taken and, you know, some of them have come to a dead end. Some of them haven't, but every single step along that way, you know, you'll have built up 
some kind of skill or some kind of passion or knowledge that it's not until the business that you end up creating that works really well that you go, oh, now I get it why I was kind of taking all of these detours. I would not have been able to bring, you know, the depth of what I can do if I hadn't done those, those detours. And I'm sure you know, if there are business owners, and I know most people who are listening to this are business owners, you get it. Like, yes. you, you know, you know that feeling. So, you know, deciding where to start. So we'll talk about, um, you know, in terms of it coming to do with tribes, the few little things that came along that made it so that tribes has become my passion. And just as an aside before I start that, anybody that's been listening to this podcast for a while don't you love Randall's laugh? Like, I just find, <laughs> look, I'm just, because as we're recording this, even though you're listening to the audio, like most people listening, like I'm looking at the video, so I can see Randall's face and he's a person that when he starts to laugh, like his whole body, his head goes back. He's, he has this huge, his whole body shakes with laughter. And I just, it's just so contagious. So if you hear me as I'm, talking through here if you're just listening and you're thinking why is this woman starting to kind of laugh at this point it's because i've just looked at randall's face and i can't help you kind laugh. you kind yeah. thank you so much <laughs> very <laughs> contagious <laughs> so um so the whole thing to do with tribes so tribes you know the, the reason i've got passion about that and when it comes to online business is because tribes is really about belonging it's really about community and yes we really are in like the tribal era of doing business of doing the internet because people can not only just interact with you they interact with each other so easily so they want to find that place to belong so we'll talk a bit more about that and what that means for you for your business but my path to getting to here um, really came back from when I did work. Well, I mean, I don't know if you would call it corporate because it wasn't private business. It was working in health. My original background was a nurse. And then I became, I studied a lot on, um, on, on researching in communities, researching about, um, you know, social you know, sociology and then learning about health and to do with developing countries of all things and, and really working out about what makes a, a community in terms of a town or a, a country, what makes it a community. And that had been my passion. And I had been working in rural parts of Australia, helping to be able to find all the different parts of a community, all the different sort of like little subgroups of a community and helping to bring them together into some kind of working committee because these were areas I was working for health and these were areas that the health aspect, you know, they had limited funding to be able to meet their needs in the smaller communities. So we really needed to be able to help the local community to take control. Um, and so if you can imagine trying to get in rural communities, you might have the farmers, you might have the big companies that come in that own multiple, multiple farmers. You'd have a really strong Aboriginal community and then you would also have like the townies. All these different people trying to bring them together to work together is not an easy thing. So that's where I really learned a lot about what makes tribes tribes, like what makes the different parts, but then how do you bring them together? What's going to make people 
who've all got such different ways of working and being, what's going to make them go towards a common cause? What's going to make them want to belong? And so that was really my, I guess, introduction to not just studying it, but having that challenge. And we we got some wonderful results in those communities. Absolutely loved it. Um, but having the entrepreneurial spirit, as I know most people here do, I could always see I can make a bigger impact by actually creating great employment, by helping other people build businesses. And so I started going down that track. Very long story short of, you know, numerous businesses trying them, failing here, you know, starting from a boot strap here working out until finally I worked out what was unique about me and what was the market I liked working with and that's when it took off and my business just it seemed like it was an overnight success but I can tell you now like any overnight success there were a lot of tears and a lot of failures <laughs> and a lot of money lost before then um yeah so look he's doing it again I'm going to get into the got laugh got you <laughs> Yeah. Um, so a lot of tears and a lot of beers got it <laughs> yeah tears and be oh and all that self-doubt that comes from that you know but still always been driven by this sort of entrepreneurial need to make a difference to make an impact and so that's where it started so when I when my business you know when I hit the jackpot of ah this is what actually has really resonated and made the business go fast. It's because I stopped trying to create businesses in ways that I had been told were the practical ways to create a business, you know, that were very um, hands off, very, you know, um, I don't know, they just weren't me, you know, maybe following things that I wasn't passionate about, but there was a demand for. So when I decided, you know what, this is just, I'm not, in, I'm not having fun. So then I started thinking about, well, what does come naturally for me? And it was creating a community, creating a tribe, making people feeling like they're welcome and like they belong, which was really interesting is that's how you introduced me, Randall, of, you know, in this group when you were the newie, I went, oh, come on, you know, you can be my mate. Um, so <laughs> it's, that's as soon as I started doing that, what came naturally for me, but also I had been learning from all my years of working in community development is then, you know, it took off. And then because I am quite a, I don't know, I really like to look at why things have worked and then can I help others do it? I sort of kind of reverse engineered, wow that really took off and it's still taking off years later. What did I do? What, what were the secrets? How can, can somebody else do it? So that's what I started doing was, all right, let's see what I did. Let's see if I can take like a little beta group of people and I'll show you what I did. See if you can do the same thing. They started getting results. I learned from what they did. And so um, romance, your tribe has evolved out of that. So now what I do is all of that stuff from working with my own business, with helping other people, and because I can't help but reverse engineer and create a framework and a system and templates and things so people can implement, is the Romance Your Tribe business, um, I really decided to consolidate it underneath that brand about 18 months ago and really create very step-by-step -step processes, really focusing on the tribe building and how does that build a business that's really scalable.
Um, so there you go. That was the long answer, <laughs> Randall. But hopefully it gives people a bit of an idea of why we're talking about tribes as well. Well, no, that, that's, that's fantastic. And I, I think, um, you know, most of us don't really have a full appreciation for, um, well, let me say it differently. I, I never really thought about when you talked about the community of pulling the farmers together, the Aboriginals, other folks, um, how people left of their own devices would go off and do their own things and potentially try and solve something within their own community. Hmm. And, um, you, you know, what, what can you share with us about um, some of the things that, that you, you've discovered along the way that bring folks with different agendas or different interests or, or even folks who have no interest in working with someone else? What, 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 what are some of the things that bring folks together like that? What, 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 what helps to unify them? Yeah, yeah. Well, taking it from the work that I did there and then also now looking over to how you apply that into business because it's those different groups that go together. One of the big things is you have to be super duper clear on, you know, this is what we believe around here. Like this is what you, there's, there's two parts to that. One part is people are only going to get involved in something, whether that is being part of your business community or whether that is part of being part of a, you know, a local community, you know, committee to build things up. They're only going to take part in that if they're super duper clear on the outcome that they will have from doing that. So in business, that comes around to really understanding what is the transformational journey that you as a business take people on. And to do that, you need to know, look, you know, you need to know where people are starting from so that people, you can say, you know, this is where we're starting from. So for your people, Randall, it's going to be, you know what, you know, we've got this vision of we want to be able to be getting these corporate contracts. We want to be able to have that kind of business. So they know that's the outcome that they want. But you've also got to be really, really clear on this is, I understand where you're starting from. So that people get that, you know what, this is where I belong because it's not as if I'm trying to go into somewhere where everybody already understands everything and everybody's already got the skills. So you need to be really, really clear in your communication of, you know what, this is where we're heading. This is what's in it for you. Like these are the advantages of you doing it, but we're starting here and we get it like you're starting there. So going back to the work I did in the community was getting really clear with people of, okay, well, we want to make it so that if somebody has an accident in town or on a farm, that there is actually some way that people are going to get help. <laughs> Just those simple things. Or how are we going to keep people living in the town? So people knew what the outcome was, but it was also them also understanding that, you know what, we're not expecting it to be perfect. And so if you come into our little tribe here, we're going to help you. You're going to be held your hand. There's a nurturing. So really being super duper clear on that transformational journey is really important. Um, and everybody in business, even if you're selling widgets, even though you might go, well, transformational journey, that's just sounding like, you know, that's not as if I'm having the huge life-changing transformation, but you are in a way taking people from, you know, this is the frustration and the, you know, you know, the, perhaps the insecurities I've got about how to do whatever 
And right. this is what we create that actually, you know, makes a difference. Now, there's that part of it. But the other part of people being able to know, like, this is what we believe around here is, and this is a, this is a thing where a lot of people won't do. And this is the thing that makes it so that it is a huge difference between, um, you know, as say a community initiative that people really get behind or a business where people go, ah, oh, this is the company that I want to be loyal to. This is the company that stands out. And yeah. it's this idea is you as the business owner, the tribal leader, you've got to get the splinters out of your butt. Now, <laughs> this is might sound a bit of an, you know, Sometimes, you know, us Aussies don't get offended too much by, you know, any kind of, you know, visuals and things like this. But of it this way, like people who sit on the fence, they get splinters in your butt. You know, if you're sitting on one of those old paling fences, if you sit there for long enough, you're going to get splinters in your butt. So if you don't want to get splinters in your butt, you've got to decide which side of the fence am I going to jump off on? And just think of it in this way, like what is it that your company really does stand for like what is it that you truly believe that you can go well sure this company over here there they they may do a similar sort of thing but we approach it in such a different way or we feel very very passionate about this um so for me for example you know we you know there are there's a lot of people that can teach you around building online businesses you know it's a great industry and there's and you know, then you'll be going well how do i know that you're the one well you know with me we're going to be talking about building tribes and a community and we're going to be making it so that it's got a life beyond its own so that's something i believe strongly in because i've all, i've found that doing stuff that doesn't build a tribe and doesn't um tap into what you're passionate about it just it can't really survive when it gets tough. Um, and you also know that I'm going to be talking about, you know what, this hustle, hustle, hustle till you burn out. No way are you going to be getting that around me. Other people though, they really focus on the hustle. They really focus on, it doesn't matter around the tribe. Let's just look at the numbers. And that's great that those people are there because other people, they know that's my tribe. This other part here, that's not me. Um, you know, with yours, Randall, I, I see yours is very, very clear. I mean, you definitely get the splinters out of your butt when you're talking about the absolute importance of minority-owned businesses and the, and the huge change that they can be making, not just to themselves, but that they can actually be making to the economy. Um, like, you're really, really strong about that. And you, know, and you know that you've hit that thing that's going to get the splinters out of your butt when you're doing, as I can see Randall doing, just then, as I was talking about it, he was nodding his head going, yep, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So that's the number one thing is, you know, you've got to not just identify what it is, but you've really got to take a stand on it. So really let people know, this is what we believe around here. If you want to be part of my tribe, this is what we stand for. This is, you know, this is our trans, this is what our outcomes are when we're starting, but this is what we believe. This is what's important to us. And say it in every part of your communication. Don't try to, you know, think about, well, you know, I might 
you know, distract people or I might, um, you know, there's going to be some companies that are going to go, I don't want to do business with a company that's so strongly opinionated on that. But I tell you what, the companies that go, their values are so aligned with ours because we feel really strongly with that. This is the obvious one that we're going to work with. So don't go vanilla. Don't go vanilla because you'll just be part of, nobody's going to notice. You're not going to build that tribe. They need to get drawn in that way. I, I love that. And um, it, it, it's interesting. A lot of what you just put forward is um, consistent with what a lot of large companies do. But because they've gotten so far from um, what we colloquially say is, you know, from their knitting or they got so far away from their core because they've become these huge, massive, unwieldy uh, entities that I don't want to say they only seek profit because I think they get unfairly attacked by that. But because they are accountable and beholden to so many different things, they're trying to please so many different people. That mm. it's hard to figure out who they really are. It's, it's like, yeah. and, and, and what I like about what, what you're saying is, you know, as a tribal leader, there are things that your tribe, uh, that supports your tribe. And there are things that don't support your tribe. More specifically, there are things that are, um, uh, represent, uh, uh, danger or problems or are against the interests of your tribe. And, you, you know, now that we're seeing things like um, companies redefining themselves around uh, climate change, we're right. seeing companies redefine themselves around um, in the food industry around healthier food options. We're 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 seeing uh, companies redefine themselves around uh, digital transformation. I mean, I mean, we're talking about wholesale changes in companies, and a lot of that is being um it, it's 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 emanating from exactly what you said uh a, a small business owner or a minority business owner or a woman business owner being honest about their convictions about who they are and what's important to them <laughs> okay oh absolutely and 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 like you so eloquently laid out they have um created a tribe, a groundswell, or following around what they're doing that um, um, that um, they become an unstoppable force. And now big companies are like, well, how can we hitch our wagon to you because we like what you're doing? <laughs> yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know what, that's, and I'm just thinking of a, like one example of somebody who I've follow on Instagram, Sarah Blakely from uh, Spanx. So she's the founder of Spanx. So that's quite a big company now. I know her business. <laughs> right. I mean, I absolutely adore her because she totally, totally champions women's, um, you know, empowerment, women's leadership, women, um, you know, so she's, she's very, very strong on that. Now it makes it makes perfectly good sense, of course, because the pro products are for women. But she's got a very definite voice and she, she says it explicitly. You know, she very, very strong. I mean, she, that's just an 
example that came to mind then of somebody that people draw to her and other companies want to be part of that because it's a very definite voice. They're not just going, look, we sell some really cool undies that squash in all the wiggly bits. You know, they're, she's kind of going, you know, this actually brand, if you're, if you're wearing this brand, if you're part of this company, that means you're this sort of person who believes this stuff and stands up with pride and does that. So that's not something that just comes from, all right, let's make some really good ads on this. That comes from constantly being verbal and getting off the fence. Um, well, and what I like about what you're, you're saying is um, there are a number of companies that could have um, uh, created undergarments that, that contain <laughs> wiggly bits. <laughs> <laughs> like little sausage skins, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, companies like Hanes and... Uh, other folks like that, that, that have made products forever. Okay. Um, however, you know, with the Spanx brand, uh, all of a sudden companies like, um, the big department stores just knew they had to have them. It's like, yep. this was the it product. It's like, here's someone with the, with the brand, with the culture, with the tribe, um, has, has, uh, um, made her product well known not only for what it does but for what she stands for and now you know everybody says well how can we how can we have you you know how can we hitch our wagon to what you're doing how can we get your products in our store how can we we rep your products to the point that she's in a position where she goes well i don't know if i want my product in your store macy's <laughs> maybe right. I, maybe i don't <laughs> and yeah so, and so one of the unique things that she did, and if you can kind of tell us more about this, um, uh, I, I believe when she first started off, she went for um, uh, an offline business because she was into manufacturing. But I mean, I believe she has a strong off uh, online business as well. <laughs> and um, t tell us a little bit more. Oh, about absolutely. What you see yeah. for uh, business owners that have been primarily uh, offline and the opportunity that uh, having a, an online business does for them. Yeah, well, this is, oh, this is, I absolutely love working with companies that have already built a strong foundation offline. So especially, you know, you say you're, you're, you know that you've got a product or a service that people want. So, and that's a really strong thing is, you know, have I already, am I producing something that people want? Does it actually take them on that transformational journey, you know, from the problem and that frustration through to the end? And, you know, and you've already tested your systems, you know, okay, well, we can deliver what it is. So if that's, if you're in that situation, you are sitting on a gold mine when it comes to online. This is what so many businesses that are already running offline don't see because you're so, um, you know, this, you've worked hard to get it to where it is now and you know how it works there. But when you're thinking about going online, a lot of times what people will do is they'll think, well, I'll take exactly what I'm doing offline and I'm going to do that online. So it's kind of like, you know, treating it like, okay, well, this is another, um, you know, shop front. But that's, Absolutely, you can do that. But I tell you what, there's so many more leveraged ways that a business can do this. And so 
uh, what I always like to do is, okay, well, we can be doing a lot of stuff where we're taking it online, but very often that's just making you busier in what we're doing in the offline business because it's feeding new leads, new, um, you know, new orders, all of those sorts of things, which is great. Hey, not knocking back. That's, is, that is really, really good. But where you get the real potential and where I think it can make a big difference for people who are in your tribe, Randall, that are looking at, okay, how do I take my business, which still might be quite a small business, how on earth can I be servicing, um, you know, a big corporation that's, that perhaps may even have, you know, offices all around the world how on earth am i going to be able to service this and this works particularly well if what you're doing is something that is not necessarily a widget but is more to do with um something that's going to be some sort of service-based thing where you're thinking well i can't grow this because how do i take what I'm doing, you know, and I'm, you know, I can only, I, how do I, how many, how do I keep on cloning myself? Mm -hmm. And so this is the, what I see is the huge potential for a lot of companies is the ability to clone yourself, but not the whole business. So where this becomes really good is you may be servicing um, a certain, you know, um, group of people, you know, with different needs that you've got offline. Now from that, there may be one particular thing that you're doing for one particular part of your market. It might be, say, the corporate market. So we'll use that as an example. So if you might be, say, for example, going in and you might be running some kind of team building that you might just be doing in one, one or two different corporations, one or two companies. It might be a team building thing. It might be some kind of executive coaching. It could even be things that's got to do with like quality control or, um, you know, any of those sorts of things where it's your intellectual property really that is going to be getting the results for people. But you, you know your stuff really well in order for you to be able to go, well, I could run these across multiple companies. You've got that problem of going, well, how do I train somebody else like me to do this so well? You know, I don't trust anybody else to have the the you know, my wealth of experience to bring to this. Right. And you know what? There's a lot of people that do my kind of stuff. What makes me that I'm going to stand out as being different. So this is where I see the, the huge leverage. If we address that first one of there's lots of people doing what I do, but I know that I do it in a way that is just absolutely awesome is we talked before about, you know, what is it that you stand for? Mm -hmm. like, you know, what's unique about you? You know, mm -hmm. getting those splinters out of your butt is there is also if you have a look at the way that you get results, it might be the way that you run your your workshops or the way that you run your coaching or the way you run your accreditation, whatever it is. Have a look at the way that you're doing it. And one really good part is to say, OK, can I even though the, the way that I do this may be very similar to other people, can I document this framework and then create my own language? So in some terms, some places they may call it a signature system. Um, I call it a transformational framework. But what you're looking for is what can I create that has its own language for the different steps or what the outcome is or the process? So it becomes something like, you know, the Dobbins systems, for example, you know, or it could be something that's really clever and it's using acronyms, for example. Or for me, it's always going to be about romance your tribe or attract your tribes that's about tribes and when i also have like the romancing stuff i've got a system where we get to talk a lot about 
flirting and push-up bras and going through to commitment and having children. Like I have lots of these fun analogies um, that nobody else does, but they're still, they're not as if I've just, you know, I've invented something that nobody else has ever done in the world. But what I do have is my own trademarkable language. So this is what you're looking for, something that you can be creating that framework those steps but creating a language that is yours so you can trademark it you have that intellectual property that you that makes you different to everybody else because then it becomes okay my framework is something that i'm not saying anymore you know i can you know come into your company and i'm going to do some team building thing that means that you're going to have you know greater productivity or greater, you know, less sick leave or whatever it is that you're going to be having with people, you're going to be going saying, look, you know, we're going to work people through, you know, our five-step um, Dobbins framework. You know, I'm just going to keep on using you, Randall. Um, you know, the five-step Dobbins framework where we have this really unique language, you know, where they're going, oh, so, okay, so, you know, workshop number one is we're going to be looking at this step number one, which is, I don't know, Knitting, you said something about knitting, close to the knitting. You know, it's corporate contracts, business partner blueprint, framework, step one. Absolutely, absolutely. So you want to make sure that you've got that. This is really important. It's not gimmicky. It is a really important thing that differentiates you from everybody else out there because they'll be going, well, what's unique about that? Now, when it comes to the online part is this is where your intellectual property, the, the intellectual property holders within your company, those people who are providing some kind of service, you know, and we'll just stick with this, the workshop to team building because it's a really, you know, it's a common one, is the people who are the, re, you know, the ones that know that stuff inside out, the ones that you know that they can go in and they've either invented this whole idea or they're the ones that you know that they get the best results, is that's where, that's, that's what you create an online portal that is going to be having that, but those people are going to be getting in front of a video camera and they're going to be teaching it step by step. You can create your other resources which are all trademarkable or all protected the, your assets which are going to be the simple things like you know the worksheets the templates those sorts of things because then that allows you by just using a really you know a good quality but you know there's a there's a few out there that are really good quality online portals that you can use that allow it that it doesn't matter how many people how many companies you've got you can be instead of selling your time to turn up and run the workshops you can be selling okay x number of seats where their staff can be working through these modules it means that the company is going to be able to go wow we actually get a better result for less money because we don't have to pay for people to come in we don't have to have staff having time off we don't have to be um, making people traveling to go to all these places they can be working through this all online and you may also have an extra service component but it's not going to be as much and it's not going to require the people doing it to be at that as high a level of um, of really being the, the total masters in this because they've got all of that training material already online there that they can be referring back to so it makes it easier for you to scale personally as well uh, with with personnel i mean um you know that's 
and people are already doing if you've got an offline business you've got that intellectual property there you've got that there it is not as difficult once you've identified that and you can go all right this is where i'm going to see if this is if there's the market for it putting that all together is actually not complicated I, I, I love what you're 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 saying there and that um the conventional thinking of offline uh centric businesses is they look at online as a alternative marketing channel or sales channel or distribution channel um just another way to uh, go after customers but what you're introducing and i love this is yes that is a good way to use it but it's also another delivery channel mm. because uh you you can actually deliver and engage with your customers um in, in a way that allows you if you primarily uh if you're if you're if you're you know, unable to travel for whatever reasons, but you have a customer who has a need in remote locations, here's a way for you to service them in other locations because you provide oh. for, for them. And, and it just like you said, it, it increases your, your scale. It increases your reach. That that's, that's, that's fantastic. Oh, look, and it's, it does mean that sure there's one way you can be servicing more people like you know for for people like me i'm business to business but i'm normally training like one person in the business so in a way i think of it as even though i'm business to business i really do think of it as business to consumer because it's to mm -hmm. one person mm -hmm. whereas there is if you're going for the bigger corporate contracts it's just it's the same sort of process um, that means that you can be creating this and it's, you've only got to create it once and it's scalable to, you know, once you've done it, you can be selling it to one person, you can be selling it to one team, one, you know, local company, one corporate. It's, you know, you can be scaling that and, and delivering it reliably um, at a really huge scale um, without you having to necessarily grow you know your infrastructure for people running it at the same level it's um you know just to give you a simple example of one of the clients i'm working with now who she's an occupational therapist who helps with cancer rehab now we've identified that there's one particular cancer rehab which is breast cancer that she's really really good with um, and she's developed her own you know for she's she's constantly keeping up to date on what's going to get the best results and her focus is on using exercise to um you know to help people who you know before they have surgery and after they have surgery and all the way through and so they can end up being stronger and have greater movement than they would have before and after and when i'm talking movement i'm talking about you know arms because you know that's there's all this i'm learning a lot around <laughs> lymphedema and stuff but what we've done is we've gone okay well she's already doing that in her own business we took her from startup to like she's booked out like she can't take any more clients so mm -hmm. now we've gone right let's get it now online and so we've just taken that one part which is this really cool program that is going to help so many people but she can it worldwide now where she's actually you know got all the exercises have all been filmed and by creating a community. So that tribe is being created because 
she's creating a like just through Facebook groups, you know, you, but you wow. could be doing it through online where all of those women who are going through that process, that's where they combine. That's where they get to communicate with each other. And it allows her to go and run live exercise classes into the group. But she's going to be able to help tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of women yeah. rather than just one. And also there is, there's so many companies that they, um, they specialise, you know, their, their role, you know, their health organisations, that their role is to help um, women, you know, with breast cancer. Well, they can be the ones that, you know, it, they are also a customer. They become a corporate client. Um, so, but it's just something that started from being run in the local little, you know, she's only got room to be able to take six or eight people in this little room at a time doing exercise classes. Yeah. That's, but it's going to be the same. She's going to be running them in the same place. It's just that it's going to be using a video camera and the impact becomes worldwide. Well, what, what, I, what I love about what you're saying uh, about this, um, this item as well is corporations find themselves um, with a similar problem where, you know, uh, people assume that, you, you know, if you're the size of Amazon or if you're the size of Apple or whatever, you can always add more people, but that's really not true. They mm. have scale issues as well. It's, it's right. It may not be in their best interest to, uh, you know, throw money or people at a problem if there's another solution. So when someone comes up with an online solution that um, helps their their people to be more productive, um, that it cuts down on uh, internal training costs because that training is available um, on demand and uh, uh, and uh, online. That's a huge benefit, a huge service to them. So, I, I mean, your, your point's well made. I mean, um, your, your current client is servicing a particular uh, rehabilitation technique around breast cancer, but the, the, the method to deliver the, uh, the content makes it widely available to anyone with a computer or anyone with a phone. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I, I like using her, and you, and you can hear, you can see Kate's story. I've interviewed her exactly about how she's grown this business. So if people want to know, they can they can just go to my romanceyourtribe.com website, go to the podcast and just, you know, you can search on breast cancer, grow a business, what, or, or, you know, you'll find Kate or just message me and I'll tell you where it is. Um, but I like using her as an example. One because, you know, she's just a great example of this is the steps you've got to follow and she just does them and gets the results fast. So that's a great example, but it's really easy for people to understand, you know, okay, well, here's something I'm running in my local shop for hers. It just happens to be running these exercises, but in a very, you know, there's a lot of intellectual property that goes behind knowing why they're being done and how they need to be done mm -hmm. and who shouldn't be doing them. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a nice example of, you know, taking something you're doing locally to, okay, now I can take this to all my customers, but also there is that huge potential when you start thinking about it. Well, who else needs to be able to provide this service to their clients, private hospitals? You know, this, that's just one example that yeah. I can think of, yeah. you know, somewhere where they're doing that surgery all the time. How, you know, that's, that's going to be something where they're going to get faster outcomes for their clients. Absolutely. So it becomes something that just starts off with room for six people to run the next exercise to now it can become something that is a corporate 
um, a corporate gig. Mm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in the U.S., we have, um, um, I don't particularly like using this phrase, but uh, I'll say it and then I'll say it slightly differently, but we have cancer hospitals or hospitals that exclusively focus on uh, cancer treatments. Right. And um, there are a number of them popping up all across the country. And of course, like you said, um, you have the issue of the, the, the treatment and whatnot, but because depending on the cancer, there's so much to deal with once you're released from the hospital. <laughs> all right. Um, mm. you, you know, fi finding natural partners um, to, to do that is just huge. And now, because I'm not quite sure if you're seeing it in Australia, but we're seeing that there's a, a greater need to share new treatments uh, globally rather than um, hospitals holding on to their, their life-saving technology and trying having everybody fly in there and then them not being able to, you know, them having to turn people away. Um, so, you, you know, we're just seeing that the, the medical industry in general is just becoming um, uh, more, more support, supportive globally such that what you mentioned with what uh, Kate's doing that sure enough, there are probably corporate partners that are looking for exactly the, the rehabilitation techniques and, and what she does because it, it is proven to work. And more importantly, her clients are responding to it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and I'm just hoping that that example gives people who may be listening here who are thinking, yeah, but what I do is so personal. What I do is, um, you know, it, it's, it's I, at the moment, like, for example, you know, with, I love talking about Kate's one because she's got, she can only put six people at a time, you know, in one of the exercise classes. So mm -hmm. all work with them one-on-one. -on -one. Like, that's, this, that's a, she's making a difference in their lives, but it's a small impact. So if you're thinking, you know what, the stuff that I do now is, is really does need to be done very personally. It does, you know, it can't necessarily be expanded. I really challenge you to think laterally and that is easier said than done i mean and that's why when you said right at the beginning you know that's why you have coaches so you get i mean that's that's my gig that's one of my things i'm really love doing it's kind of a bit of a superpower is seeing that potential like here is the thing i can see where this can go you know is that something you want to do for some people they just go whoa i can't even imagine doing it as too intimidating. They won't go there. Um, and I go, oh, look, I've just given you this great idea. It's going to work. It's going to work. But that person may not be the right one to run it because yes. it's, I'm just you know, about they, that. yeah. And, and that's the other thing is you may be going, oh, you know, surely that's been done. Or, um, you know, if I do it, somebody else is going to do it. I can tell you what, I don't know how many times I've with people that I've, I mean, I've got, yeah, anyway, there's lots, <laughs> you know, you know, there's, you know, particular industries where I've gone, you know, there is this need here and you could actually be doing it even though you may just be seeing yourself as I'm a yoga teacher that just runs some classes um, in my local place and I've only got a small place. I can't fit more than 20 in there at one time. We've actually, I can actually see exactly how we can take what you're doing and it's going to go corporate to, um, to the retirement centre market or to the you know the the the, the uh, what do you, would you call it like the employee health you know into corporate market you know I can see exactly how we have to do it it's not going to be difficult 
So true. But a lot of people just won't do it. They will not do it. It's just too intimidating. And yet it's actually, it's not rocket science, I can tell you. It's, um, you just have to, and, and the process to make that happen, you know, to get that setup happening is not complicated. Um, and that's why people have you, Randall, to be able to go, well, then how do I take this to the people who are in the corporate to make sure that I'm getting it exactly what they want and that it's going to be deliverable. But it's, there is so much potential there and so few people taking it. You know, it's funny. Um, uh, I remember watching this uh, movie with the, the actor Will Smith. It's uh, After Earth. And he has this phrase uh, that, or, or this, um, this uh, brief uh, session in there where he differentiates between fear and danger. And right. he makes the argument, you know, fear is um, um, a creation of the mind. It, it's, it, it's almost near insanity. He goes, fear is not real. He goes, danger on the other hand, is very real. <laughs> but a lot of times people assume uh, with fear that there's danger when there really isn't. And so when, as you start talking about folks thinking through what would it take to expand my business to do other kinds of things, it's like, what, what's the fear that's operating there? Or are you saying that uh, more than 20 people at a time is too many to benefit from this? <laughs> or, 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 yeah. or, or are you saying that um, if, 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 um, if you can't deliver it personally, it can't be done? I, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, what, what, what fear is operating there and what is it that mm. you're trying to address? And can you open your mind to other ways to address the concern? And, and one of the bigger yeah. ones you said is um, the, the one that everyone talks about is like, you know, am I good enough or am I suffering through the imposter syndrome? In which, oh, that's a huge one. Oh, yeah. In, in which, you, you know, maybe you should have someone else be the, um, the uh, CEO in, in title only. That doesn't mean they own the entire business. <laughs> they just have the skill set to take it someplace and you become the operating officer and you, you do the work. <laughs> yes, you know, you've got somebody who's the creator and then you've got the somebody else there who's the deal maker. Yeah. You know, that's, if that's something that you know that you've got, you know, and, and in fact, there's probably greater potential out there for the deal makers to identify the creators. Yep. Um, yep. And then, the, you know, they don't have to do the creation of it. They can see the opportunities. You know, I've, and one thing that I'll just, you know, that I'll finish on with that whole idea of the fear, because this is one of the things that, um, you know, it's a little bit like, you know, the, uh, you know, the Wizard of Oz stuff, you know, where, you know, you know, the lion, all the lion wants is a heart and the tin man, all he wants is a brain. But they had it all along. Well, you know, we do tend to focus on those sorts of things that, you know, that you know that you need to develop yourself. Right. And so for me, with my, you know, I talked about growing my business and then, you know, finally got the one where I worked out, okay, this is, this has worked, you know. Um, prior to that, though, I had made a decision that when I was in my business, if I was had a way of getting to an end point and there were two ways that I could do it. One that if I did that, it was within my comfort zone and I would very likely get a result. And the other one is if 
I'm, I can approach it in this way. And holy heck, it scares me. But if I do it, if I pull it off, because really the thing that's the limiting, limiting factor is you, are you capable of pulling it off? Is if I pull it off and it works, and of course, it doesn't always, but if I pull it off and it works, the end result is going to be so much bigger. So I made a commitment to myself that, because I, I, I think I had been playing it too safe for too long. So I made a commitment to myself that when I was faced with those two scenarios, that I would always, always, always scare the, take the scary path. And as soon as I did that, it's, you know, things really started to take off. And it's something that I've continued to do all the time. Because every time you do it, you know, when it works, then you go, next, you know, next challenge, you know, that, that one that you just did seems easy now. And if it didn't work, you know, you've got to really, you've got to have that resilience to go, okay, why didn't it work? Well, these parts of it did. And I know how I can do that. So I've developed what I call, and I, you know, I call um, a term that's called scare-sighted. And I've actually been researching a lot on this at the moment because I, it's something I use with my clients all the time. In fact, I get, I get my clients to sign a scare-sighted contract. And this contract's not with me, it's with themselves. themselves. right? Because the scared and the, um, and the, like it's scared but excited. Because the research that I've been doing, because I'm actually writing a book on this, on, on, called Scare Sighted. And the research I've been doing is fear, so being scared and being excited, actually physiologically has the same thing. Like you've got the same hormones that have been released. And so when people say, look, you're really, really scared of something, calm yourself down and everything, you'll be able to see clearly. In fact, it takes more energy to go from that scared to super calm than it goes to going from scared to doing a quick reframe in your brain and going to excited. Oh, wow. Because it's the same, it's the same hormones that are in your bloodstream. And sense. so you're... How, and I mean, and, and that is exciting because you, if you're finding yourself going, okay, talk, thinking about, right, I'm going to be, you know, learning from, I'm going to be doing, I'm going to go for the corporate gigs. I'm going to make sure I'm doing this in a way that I'm going to succeed because I'm getting the right advice. So you've made that decision and then you go, I am so scared. So many things can go wrong. Am I capable? Imposter syndrome. Who am I? Blah, blah, blah. Is you can go, all right, I'm really scared. So instead of going, you know, who am I? Just do that quick reframe of who am I not to? Because I've got the skills, the ability to do this. So who am I not to? And so to turn around, like, instead of saying I'm scared, oh, I'm excited. Like really embrace, like step into that excited part of the scare-sighted sort of combination. And that's where, for me, that's always been the way to go, well, there's all of that self-doubt that will always be there for everybody. I think if you've, if you've lost any of your self-doubt, you've perhaps lost, you know, you know you've lost your humbleness. Um, but that's where you're going to be moving forward despite the self-doubt because you're embracing the scare side of just stepping into the excited part. So, um, yeah, that's, that's my challenge to everybody here. If this is something you're going to do, make sure you get the right guidance because that's silly otherwise. But embrace the scare-sided baby.
I love it. I love it. Well, obviously, you and I can keep going at this. So uh, yeah, yeah. before we wrap up, why don't you share with us a little bit about your uh, success maps? I, I know you've uh, got, gotten those out there. And uh, yeah. And um, uh, I was looking at a few of them beforehand, but I wanted to share with everyone what's uh, well, what you're working on. Yeah, yeah. So if you go to romanceyourtribe.com, forward slash success maps. If you can't remember that, just go to romanceyourtribe.com. Honestly, it is just plastered everywhere on my website. Now, what I've done there is I've identified that when it becomes to being able to go from, I really think I would like to start a business through to really rocking it completely online and being recognized as like the tribal business leader to attract that tribe and actually create the tribe. There's five different stages and they're not necessarily going from one to the other because there's some businesses that, you know, are, are killing it offline. So it's not as if, you know, they're, you know, only partway along the progress. They're really super close. So, but for every one of those five stages, and I've given them star types, you know, there's, you know, from stargazer, shooting star, shining star, through to superstars. Um, and so, that. yeah, for me, well, for me, that it works. It's um, all the stars, all the stars, the stars are in alignment. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I love the idea of helping people to, you know, cre you know to shine and to be able to create a superstar. Right. So, right. Um, so what I do is, depending on those stages, because this is where people go wrong, when it goes to building a business online, leveraging what you've got to create something that is scalable online, depending on what stage you're at, people just tend to go, well, that's what I need to do. But depending on what the stage, there's certain things that that's your top priority. That you're going to get the best bang for your buck, the best results for your time. And these other things are either a distraction for you to do now. You can do that. That's later on, or don't waste your time doing that because you've nailed that stuff anyway. Like don't, you know, that's going to slow you down. So what I've done is I've created five different, what I call success maps. So they, and they, for each one, it goes through what's you, what you need to focus on at that particular stage you've got. And here are the five points and a lot of detail on exactly what you need to do. And so on, if you go to the success map ones, it'll like, it'll take you through a few short questions on a quiz. So I can help work out exactly which of those five star types you're at. And then you'll get the map that's just for you. So you just focus on what's going to work and don't get distracted by so many things. Doesn't that, you know, there's always so many distractions and people think, oh, well, this is working for that person. I should be doing that. Um, no, keep it simple, baby. Um, but do the right thing. So that's what you, that's what people will get there. It's totally free. Um, and I've also got a short video for each person, just focusing you on what you need to do. So you don't get distracted. Um, yeah. So that's a great place to start. I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, one more time, how, how, how do people get in touch with you? Yeah. Well, if you just go to romanceyourtribe.com is that's, that's sort of like my mothership. You can find me there. And on social media, I tend to hang out on Facebook the most. Um, and then there's, but I'm also on Instagram with any of the social media, just Janet Beckers and it's J A N E T not or anything like that so janet beckers just type that in on any social media and that's where you I, I just managed to be able to claim all of those that's what when you've been on long online as long as i have you, you've managed to have 
lines. There's, you know, you don't, I don't have to have a re, a, lots of other letters and things behind it. All right, and I will make sure in our uh, liner notes to put your uh, contact information as well. Yeah. I want to thank you so much for spending this time with us. This was great. I've really enjoyed it. I love, I actually get really excited by the potential for people doing the work that you help people to do. Like, oh, I just, yeah, I'm really excited, really excited about them. So yeah, my, my, my encouragement to people listening, like if this started to get you a bit excited about what's, what's possible, step into that scare-sided baby because honestly there is so much opportunity out there oh yeah oh yeah well i'm gonna go ahead and uh wrap up so everyone please go to uh www.blueprintpros.com uh if you're not currently on it get on our email list we will send you updates on uh uh, upcoming episodes and any future announcements and by all means please uh uh, share this information. If you found value uh, with your friends and other colleagues, Jan and I would both like to uh, get this word out to more people, letting them know that the, it is within their ability to have the business and life of their dreams. We, 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 and so to the extent that we can be a small part of that, we, we would welcome you sharing this information with them. And you can also um, click on the button to leave me a comment. If there's uh, anything you want Janet or me to follow up with you on, leave us a, leave us a comment and we'll get back mm. with you and uh, go from there. But uh, this is Randall signing off and I will see you on the other side. Bye for now. <laughs>